one of the things that uh, we try to uh, talk to our listeners about is that, look, if you're going to go and negotiate, uh, if you're looking at suppliers, usually the manufacturer of your product is not the best person to talk to about labeling and packaging. Hey everyone, this is Norm Farrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the Amazon FBA and e-commerce podcast. Sorry everybody, my dog Dallas, Dallas the Dumb, just decided to interrupt and threw me for a loop. Anyways, today we're going to be discussing the power of packaging for Amazon sellers. We're also going to be discussing what the most important aspect of packaging design is, what are the advantages and disadvantages to redesigning your package? And how can brand owners make the difference uh, to their product packaging? So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right. Well, first of all, Dallas says hi to everybody. Uh, now he's just laying down. And today we're going to be discussing the power of packaging for Amazon sellers. Our guest is a brand and packaging specialist, the founder of MeBrand. She is one of the leading authorities in the UK with over 20 years experience working as a brand and packaging designer. She's, she also brings business alive through visual design and brand communication. And one of my favorite people, we're going to be welcoming back Kitty Lay and she should be, uh, well, what should I say? Right after this sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today. And now let's get back to the show. Let's bring on one of my favorite people, Kitty. Hi, Norm. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. It's just such an honor, and I'm, I'm, I really enjoy being on the show. It's always great having you here, and I always love running into you wherever it is in the world. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, uh, so a lot of you don't know this, but uh, uh, Kitty has, uh, with Chris, I believe, uh, a, a full line of really cool sunglasses and I get complimented on how they look on me when I have them on. Amazing. I have a shot of that photo actually. I'll have to post it at some point, but it, it looks so cool in that. So thank you for like, you know, supporting our, our, our range. <laughs> no problem. And the range is Kit London. There we go. All right. So anyways, check it out if you're interested. I know we're not talking about that, but we are because you came up with the brand, the packaging, which is awesome. But let's talk about this. So a lot of people really don't understand the importance of packaging. And what are some things that you have to consider when you're, you're packaging uh, for a private label brand? 
Right. So there's so many aspects of packaging that, you know, you need to focus on. So I'm just going to focus on one thing for now, but it's going to unravel as we go go through the show, because I know there's so many things, so many questions that people will have, you know, want to answer. So for me, I would say the most important aspect of packaging design is colour. Um, because that's the most important part for people to subconsciously recognize the brand. Mm -hmm. It's something for the product to stand out on the shelf. And, you know, when customers go into a supermarket or a store, that they need to automatically see your brand on the shelf. So color is a very vitally important, um, really vitally important when, you, when you're designing your packaging. You know, one of the things, uh, this just recently happened to one of my clients. Uh, he's in the fitness uh, arena. And uh, anyways, uh, his product, uh, he was the first one to develop the product. So there was no competition. And it, he killed it. Uh, 1.7 million in sales in seven months. So a product that never existed, he uh, is trying to patent. And uh, anyways, in the fitness area, um, now that there's competitors, we're looking at people that are eating up the market share are using the color yellow or they're using a, a more of a red color. He's purple. And when we looked into color, exactly like you said, that is the wrong color. You know, yellow is actually more towards that fitness, uh, the, the, the fitness crowd. Yeah. And um, so what he did on Amazon is everything was purple. And, you know, this is up to him. He wanted purple. He 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 created purple, and that's fine. You know, customers always right, even though maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, we redesigned it for him, and it was uh, yellow with hints of purple, yeah. and it looks so much better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yellow and red. You know, they, they are vibrant colors, and they depict energy and you know creativity and those sort of they it's vibrant and you know energetic and purple is much more sort of luxurious royalty and you know it's it's, it's a completely different color but there are different shades of purple as well so there's right. not just the royal purple you probably think um you know of, of the most regal purple but there's brighter purples as well and a more sort of um funky and you know different types of purple as well which you can you know um match with and pair with like yellows and reds as well so you know you can go out to town and it doesn't mean you can't use purple or gray or you know or aqua or something but you know it has to suit what you're doing but i think if you're building your brand and you you out there all the time and people seeing that purple and that yellow and you know they recognize it and in time people just get used to it i've seen so many different types of packaging that oh that doesn't look like it should be um, a, a laundry detergent because it looks completely different from what I'm, right. I'm used to seeing. But because they've gone, they've gone one extreme. But you think, oh, that's quite different. And you know, you, I mean, it's not for everybody. But it, there's no set rule actually what colours you should use. But there is a psychology behind colour that that's why lots of brands use a particular colour. And again, doesn't this go back to understanding your audience as well? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. With, with, with your audience. I mean, you know, lots of baby brands use muted colors, you know, the pastels, the grays, um, not the bright reds and the, the, the neons as well. You know, that's not really what, you know, parents want to buy into, even though I might like it, um, but it's, it's, it's serving your audience. Right. 
So the, the other thing too, what I've noticed with a, a lot of brands and it doesn't take a lot to, to, um, to do this and that's outer packaging. So a lot of beauty products, I've got a bunch behind me, but a lot of beauty products just come in the bottle instead of paying for a little bit extra, it can make that much, much more of a difference when it comes down to perceived values. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I love beauty products. I mean, you know, I have a shelf of them and I love the box that comes in and the carton that, it come, you know, that, that sort of protects the actual um, beauty product as well. And I, I, I didn't actually bring an example here, but there's a mascara I bought, but the actual packaging has got glitter printed all around it and it's so pretty you know and it's like well it didn't have to I mean I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw it away but I've kept it because it's it's different and I, I you know I'm, I'm, I'm I, I like to collect packaging pieces but you know I, I was going to show you actually on the show but I have got some other examples to show you today tomorrow uh tomorrow during our Amazon live uh I am going to be with a brand owner of a cosmetic company and they're going to show me how to apply cos uh, cosmetics, which I've never done before. So uh, anyways, but uh, I don't know if we'll be putting it on, but I'll be telling people, you know, showing people how to do it properly. And this is from the brand. So uh, anyways, uh, it's, um, and the reason why I went down that rabbit hole is because uh, the product looks beautiful. Yeah. Like the packaging that they have is really gorgeous. They've done it right. And, um blacks and golds blacks and silvers really really nice um, really value yeah i and it's it's that experience you get as the person that's buying into that product you, you want that experience like, oh it already feels special i haven't even opened it up or tried it on and you, you're thinking oh this looks so special and it's for yourself and so i think beauty products especially they you have to make it that extra special for for your customers but you know, there's the the old iPhone box. They made it specifically for the anticipation. A beautiful box, well packaged. It takes ten seconds. It literally takes ten seconds, and yeah. they planned it that way so you'd have that anticipation. Yeah. And there's all of this that you can you can do with packaging. But what I'm I'm kind of curious now. What shouldn't you do? What's the worst? type of packaging that you could do for your product right so i've got several areas i'm going to chunk out for okay. you different worst type or bad type of packaging but um firstly is the materials so i'm going to talk about environment so the worst type of packaging you can actually use is you know made from plastics bubble wrap styrofoam aluminium foil i know you say it's People say it differently in al aluminum. I can't aluminum. Say it. <laughs> aluminium, I say, aluminum foil. But that um, materials that are bad for the environment are the worst types of packaging. But that's just the material. So you, you know, so worst type of packaging is also if you actually cannot open the packaging, you're spending ages trying to get through a particular product um, and packaging, and you can't get. So, for example, the clamshell vacuum plastics, like for toy, toys, and they just mold it, even for like USB sticks and stuff. You just mm -hmm. have to use scissors to get into it, or you, and then you end up cutting yourself. Um, um, those are definitely the worst type of packaging that you could use. And there's so many different ways you can package a particular product. And I also would say um, misleading your consumer as well. So, mm. for example, yeah, if yeah. you've already got a product, you decide, actually, I'm going to repackage it. I'm going to change the packaging slightly. I'm going to make it smaller. And maybe, you know, but I'm going to put 
new bigger size but actually the everything inside is smaller and then someone's still buying your product and that's actually the packaging's bigger or um, i'm talking for example crisps or food products you know um those can be quite misleading and also um packaging that's confusing to the customers so now i bought an example actually so i'm just going to show i'm going to cover up the label actually um the uh -huh. brand actually but what would you say that is just just really quickly you can't see it <laughs> I'll explain what it is. It, it looks like, uh, you know, one of the uh, yogurt drinks. Yeah. So this particular product says, do not ingest. What? Because it looks like it's a smoothie or something. It's actually shampoo. It's water. Are you serious? It's hair food, for watermelon and pomegranate shampoo. And I bought it because I thought, oh, actually, it's going to plump my hair up and stuff. But And then it came through. And actually, it looks like a smoothie drink. You it know? does. And, and this is the worst type of packaging because you've actually had to put do not ingest. So I've got a nine-year-old. You know, if I've got this lying around in, in the bathroom or something, he might go and drink it. But, you know, this is awful. Um, so, you know, you have to really consider what type of um, – packaging you are labeling onto your products and this is a big brand as well you know so i'm quite shocked actually yeah um, it's, a, it's a global brand um so that these are this is a new brand um design as well so it's just come out and it's got different i would say flavors um, um different flavors <laughs> yummy yeah oh, by, the, by the way kitty so uh i did have a a, a person like we have this one soap that's uh cherry and almond Okay. And it is one of the best smelling soaps out there. Like I, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I had somebody uh, give me a one-star review because they said that they couldn't eat it. Like <gasps> they, they tried it and I guess they had their mouth washed out with soap, but oh, I had to start putting that on the package. Do not ingest because of that woman yeah but uh anyway and the other thing is with the clamshells i hate clamshells and i also don't like when somebody says that they're environment uh, environmentally conscious and they have like uh, maybe a um, like a craft paper design and you open it up yeah. and it's in a molded plastic insert yeah like talk about a confusing message absolutely you know um you know it's like the paper cups you get some brands individually wrap them in plastic bags so they're all stacked in plastic and it's like well you know where, where what is the message you're trying to send you know you're trying to be environmentally friendly yet you're using plastic to wrap all your your cups up so you know it's it's really important that you get your messaging right don't confuse your customers because you know this will this can kill your brand and people yeah. think well i'm not going to buy that from them their, their message is mixed up i don't really believe i don't trust um this brand so yeah so we are, um, it looks like we're getting some comments in and I see uh, one is from Simon. So I'm not sure if that's sarcastic or not, but, uh, but anyways, uh, he, and he's in your neck of the, the woods. Uh, but uh, anyways, if we do have questions, uh, yeah, or comments, just send them over. Uh, if you have anything like packaging is so important and I don't think like people spend a lot of time on the product, the private label product, the label, uh, but 
not the package. And also the other thing is the little things that are inside the package. Uh, for example, and maybe we can talk a bit about this. Uh, when you open up the package or when you open up the box, let's say, and you get a, a box of supplements, the little things like the shrink wrap around the cap to make you know that it hasn't been tampered with or the security seal when you pull it off or a transparent seal when you have yeah. a, uh, a box, you know, just to know it's not uh, tampered with. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Like, you know, there's a lot of psychology that goes into adding to the customer experience that might cost you half a penny or, you know, very, very inexpensive to do. Yeah, no, I think that's, it is inexpensive. And a lot of brand owners or Amazon sellers count their pennies and think, well, I don't know if, you know, and they have to, and they're contemplating, you know, this simple feature that, you know, it, you know, it's secure, you know, people want to know that their products are secure, that, you know, especially supplements, you know, the, the seal that you pull off the actual yeah. plastic as well, you need to make sure that that is safe for the customer, because, you know, your customer's going to lose trust in you, they're not going to be repeat customers who think, oh, I'm not going to go back to them. Um, but yeah, I absolutely agree that, you know, it, it's only a few dollars more, you know, but for peace of mind, and for repeat you know, customers, I would definitely consider that and absolutely put that into your product. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me for a sec. Uh, so, and the cost of packaging. Uh, one of the, when I, when I look at my packaging, I was on the phone 10 minutes before coming on the uh, podcast with a person that uh, we were looking at the product and they were at a very low price point. And when we did the competitive analysis, just very quickly on the phone with her or on the uh, video call with her, we went through and we took a look and she kind of deserved to be in that area. Her packaging was just not quite there yet. And I, I went in and I took a look and I did one search and hers was at a 20, 20 ish dollar price point. And I took a look and I said, look at change the pricing. Okay. Come out with a different brand or, or a perceived value, but take a look at what this company did. Not a well-known brand, a private label brand came out a couple years ago, but they came out with a much nicer, probably 50 cent more, maybe, maybe 75 cents more for the packaging. And they're charging $79. Yes. It is so important. Perceived value. I always talk about those three tiers, low, middle, and, and upper yeah. perceived yeah. value. And you don't have to drop a lot of traffic. It just has to be eye-catching. First of all, you know, it's got to have high-quality look to it. If you come out with the best product in the world and your, pro and your images suck, yeah. you're not going to get anybody clicking on your listing. No, it's important. The whole thing of like, you know, creating your brand, the images and, you know, what you, the perceived value, like you say. And you're absolutely right. I've been working with a client and they've, they're producing a premium product and, you know, they, they have competitors and they've shown me and they said, well, they're selling at this price point. I'm going to sell it at this. And he's going to have extra value in the actual, um, the product itself that I can't tell you what it is, yeah. um, but it's, it's a food product um, and it's a set. Um, so, so I said, well, 
I've created everything for them and it looks premium. And I said, you can definitely charge this. Um, and he's creating a smaller set as well, just to test the market. But I, you know, I absolutely believe in the product that he's produced. And, you know, looking at his competitors, I said, there's no, you know, there's a, a distinct um, uh, distinct um, difference from what you, you are charging on your product that you're going to sell to the current um competitors that are selling so you know he's i've delivered what he's asked for and i i believe that he can actually um charge much more as well he's actually sort of saying oh maybe i should go in at this point so no you actually could probably charge a little bit more you know we're already at the bottom of the hour <laughs> and we have a bunch of listeners and if you are new listeners it looks like there are a bunch of new listeners uh, we have something called the wheel of kelsey and we that's a giveaway that we give on every podcast and um, Kitty, why don't you talk about what you're giving away today? So I am going to give away half an hour, 30 minutes of my time to consult and have a look at your branding, packaging, um, designs, anything design related, I'm happy to go through with you. So if you've got logo designs or packaging or any questions, I can help you. Um, so spin that wheel, put your name in. Very good. So just and to let you know, uh, Kitty is, I, I've, I've seen her presentations. I've talked to her about branding and she is a true expert. If it's not coming across, which I'm sure it is coming across loud and clear, but if you're just tuned in uh, to get that 30 minutes is priceless. Like for Kitty to rip through your brand and talk about it or talk to you about branding, what you should be looking at. Uh, it is a great, great giveaway. So Anyways, interested in this, if you're new to the podcast, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. If you tag two people, you'll get a second entry. And again, like I said, if uh, you have questions or comments, it looks like we have a whack of them coming through. Um, then uh, make sure you put it in the comment section. And Kelsey, if you're doing your job and not doing TikTok videos, uh, please hit that button. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by SureGo Marketing. Ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram? Shergo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With Shergo Marketing, you can build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. You know what? 1230, this is, I'm missing this today. My <laughs> wife is out shopping with her birthday money. And I've got nobody to bring, <laughs> bring me my coffee. So, <laughs> so I'll, uh, geez, I should have brought the container down <laughs> with me. <laughs> Pretty bad when you, you know, you need to have uh, your you're relying on your wife for the coffee. But anyways, uh, anyway, I can't get up in the middle of the podcast. Maybe that would be funny, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll take over the show. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Very good. So, you know, the other thing that I think we should talk about is there's probably a lot of people that are listening that are relooking at their package now and saying, is this worth it? You know, does my packaging suck or how can I improve it? So let's talk about the, the advantages and disadvantages of redoing your packaging right so 
the disadvantages of redesigning packaging um well if you do, you're designing a new packaging it and it's unrecognizable to your existing customers then that can really alienate alienate oh can't say that alienate your existing customers and you know that could result in loss of sales and it'll be a pointless exercise but you know even the simplest design refresh can you know impact yourselves and you know you, you obviously want to sort of um, recreate it in a particular way as well, but changing your packaging also can ref refine, you know, redefine your brand identity as well. So, you know, there's, you know, there's pros and cons of not um, redesigning your packaging, but there are, you know, the pros, I'm really struggling today. Um, the pros of uh, redesigning is, you know, if you want to be more environmentally, environmentally friendly or you know your current packaging isn't selling enough and you know you know that you know it fundamentally needs a sort of a brand refresh as well so you know I would you know if you're, you're not you're losing sales and you know packaging doesn't work you know there, there might be certain things about the packaging you know um, you might have had reviews that I can't open it or there's something that doesn't work very well so that definitely warrants um, redesigning your packaging and again you know going back to being more environmentally friendly if you currently use a lots of plastics then perhaps right. consider biodegradable plastics or things that you can sort of use a different particular materials that is you know better for the environment yeah i'm seeing starting to see a lot of the uh egg carton type like the plastic recycled plastic for the inserts uh for different products and it works extremely well we just had a uh, a um uh what are they a remote vacuum uh, we're promoting it on uh, AMZ uh, or on Amazon Live, and it all came in beautifully packaged product uh, package. It was all—I'm not even sure what it's called, but uh, it's like a recycled uh, recycled cardboard, and yeah. everything was just laid out. I'm looking at some other products that are around me now, and they're doing the same thing instead of the plastic, and I, and. It kills me when I see, I, I talked about it before, when you see a really nice, nice like a micro corrugated box, it's craft, or it, it could be just like a nice print on it, and then you open it up, and there's a plastic insert. Yeah. It, you know, it, it just, oh, it's so tough. Like nowadays, we should be trying to get away from that. Everybody is more environmentally conscious. And if you do something like that, uh, like you were talking about, it's just, it keeps with the consistency of the brand. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, don't make packaging an afterthought because that's what usually happens. You got the product, you design it, you put all your efforts into that and the budget's gone in and it's like, oh, the packaging. Yeah. Now what? Now I've got to get another cost from the supplier. Can they do the packaging or do they have to outsource somewhere else? And it's, you know, it's a whole complete project when you when you're designing your your product and all the way. There's a whole process that you need to consider, you know, from, you know, the designs, the the label, the product, the whole packaging and and the end result, you know, the experience that the customer gets as well. So it's, you have to consider so many things and it's not easy. You know, not all Amazon sellers, you know, have the experience that I have. You know, everyone, you know, starts from scratch and it's understanding that process and where you need to sort of um, go with your packaging. But I definitely would consider packaging as one of the most important aspects. So, Well, it's interesting that you said that because everything is interwoven and, and it's not a, a bloody box. Wow. You've got possibly the outer box. You've got the contents. So, you know, your package, you've got the label 
any of the um the I, I call them the psychological triggers you know it could even be an insert the instruction book i i've had this happen on a very expensive 700 dollar toning device okay yes i tone no <laughs> i don't but i was testing it out but it came it was $799, $799. And it came with such a cheap paper instruction that you just went, I like, this is something a, a $20 item would come with. And it was tiny, tiny, tiny uh, writing. And the product, the box itself was big enough that you could have made it a much bigger, more presentable, even digital. You know, just here's a QR code, go yeah. and, and read it, you know. So these are just conveniences too, but putting it all together is really what your brand is. Um if you're if you're if you're creating that brand and you're you're putting it up and it looks really nice on Amazon, and then you go and you Google the brand and they've got a completely different website and different social media and different everything. That's as confusing as when you open up that box and the bottle is different than the box, than the label. So it, it is, it, it, they all have to be thought of at yeah. the same time. And one of the things that uh, we try to uh, talk to our listeners about is that, look, if you're going to go and negotiate, uh, if you're looking at suppliers, usually the manufacturer of your product is not the best person to talk to about labeling and packaging. Uh, it's probably better to go to a packaging designer, somebody that specializes in this, and uh, like or and or a packaging manufacturer. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, on on the back of um, what you were saying about your seven hundred um, dollar product, it goes both ways as well. So I I recently bought a mirror, a, a sort of LED mirror for my dressing table. But you know, the amount of packaging they use for it, but and all the extra things, it's like, well, it didn't really warrant all this extra lovely leaflets and all these things. And it's mm. like, okay, that's great. And like another iPad, I had a lovely hard case on, on it was just really beautifully packaged with the slip band and everything inside of what the iPad case was only about 15, 15 pound, you know, it wasn't expensive, but you know, they packaged it so well. And it's like, well, it doesn't really warrant that as well. So you need to have a balance. I don't want to throw the box away now because it's so nice, but you yeah. know, it's, 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 you know, it's a wasted kind of exercise for that, but you know, it, there is perceived value, but it's the wrong type. I, I think for the wrong product. That's a great point. And what about, uh, so let's talk about the brand owner and we kind of gone back and forth on this, but you don't have packaging or you're coming up with a new product. It could be either or, but the, what, can the right packaging, what kind of difference can it make to a product or to sales uh, for the brand? It can absolutely make a difference in terms of making sales or not making sales and, you know, and having repeat customers, you know, that, that exactly what we want as Amazon sellers. And, you know, the customer is actually looking for something different and experiences as well. So I'm going to go one extreme now in terms of what you could have, um, in terms of making a difference with your product and packaging. So uh, one example I've actually got here was biscuits. 
a biscuit tin. We all know what biscuit tins look like. Yep. You know, this one's this one's particular from Fortnum and Masons. Um, it, I'm not going to spin it because actually it's, it makes a sound. Oh, I'll do that. But it makes <laughs> it's a music box. But you know, it just has nice biscuits inside. But it's a lovely giftable item. But you can keep that. And you know the the, the actual music itself um, freaks my son out. So he says, "Mum, don't don't turn it. I love it. You know, it's just a lovely <laughs> musical music box." But so people are, are buying into experiences now. So I'll give you another example. Um, I won't be able to bring it up, but there's um, this is from Chris. Actually, he was we were at an event and he was talking about wine. A what particular wine label called Nineteen Crimes? I don't know if you heard of Nineteen Crimes. Um, no. It's a particular wine, um, and on each label you scan the actual label itself and it talks to you. So the 19 crimes oh. is based on um, British convicts that were shipped over to Australia. Each of the wine labels has a story behind it. So one of them could be called, I don't know, um, I can't remember what, Daniel White or something. And then you'll scan the label with his face on and he starts talking to you. My name is Daniel White. I was convicted for, you know, and they tell you this whole story in this background and it's oh. amazing. And you can go on the website 19climbs.com um, and you, you could probably scan. I've been trying, I've been playing with it because I don't have the wine bottle, but I was playing with it on the actual web, scanning it. And it, the, the actual label starts talking to you. And it's really, it's, I think it's all augment, augmented reality, basically. So, but that's something new. Um, it, everyone was talking at the event, but by the end of the event, um, you know, Chris was just like promoting this wine, saying, oh, you know, it, it talks to you. And thought, I, I want to see. And everyone was intrigued. But that's that is so cool. That's the sort of experience you want from a product. And, you know, back 20 years ago when birthday cards sang, had tunes, wasn't that great? You know, everyone's like, oh, birthday card now sings, you know. <laughs> and and then 10 years on, you can record your own message. That's the sort of um, experience you want for your customers because it's like, oh, that's different. And it's always challenging what you can do with your products and packaging. And packaging can do so much. So, you know, if you think, you're you know, think about children. We're always trying to entertain children. We want them singing, dancing, books can talk to you, they can sing. Why can't our products do that? Why can't our packaging do that it, to an extent? And this wine label example was, is, is amazing. It was just like, oh, it's so interesting. And you're learning about these, these 19 convicts that were shipped over to Australia. I mean, doesn't that make a great story? That's that is a fantastic. That's really great. It almost wants it, hearing it. Just, I mean, that could go viral. Absolutely, that could go viral. That's that's really cool. I've never heard of the wine before, but uh, now a lot of people have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know one of the other things, and we've got a bunch of questions. So, last question for you is: if there was one piece of advice, what would that be? The one piece of advice I would give to current sellers is to remember that packaging is as important as the product itself. So don't think packaging is like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it later. It's the yeah. most important thing, actually. That's the thing that's going to stand out on the shelf or on your listing. That is the one thing that that customer is going to see at the first touch point of your product and your brand. So really, I would say um, think about the packaging because that is very important. Very good. All right. Hey, Kels, uh, let's get into some questions and comments. Okay. 
Let's see. So we've got a lot of comments. Um, we're talked about Prime Day at the beginning. So uh, from Simon, I've not done any promos and seen no difference to any other day, but he's not sure if Prime Day is much of an event in the UK versus like Amazon US. Mm. Um, but let me see. From Simon, I'm trailing my sports goods in a nice carton with branding, brand messaging. Looks and feels great, but this adds lots of cost to shipping, storage, and last mile postage. How do you square this circle? Is that a question for me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, uh, if you <laughs> like it, or I can take like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brand message, it looks, it looks and feels great, but adds lots. Yeah. How to square this circle? What do you mean? Uh, how to make up for the cost. Then bump up your cost when you're when you sell the product. I would sort of review how much you're selling your product for, and then in, integrate that into what you're actually paying for your product and packaging. Because um, I think you need to sort of consider that, you know, at the end point as well. So definitely um, make sure that if it warrants it as well. So obviously your product is sporting goods as well. So I think um, that would be one way of. Um, sort of saving um on on some costs but um the nice carton with branding and messaging looks great okay so maybe it's the materials as well if you're if you're eventually going to redesign i don't know whether you actually are still in the process so maybe look at what you how much packaging you're using for your particular product does it warrant that amount of packaging you know so have a little think about what is it you're spending the money on for your cartons? But I think there's no, there's no getting away from the shipping and the storage and you know that as well. So you have to allow for that already. And one other thing, uh, I'm not sure how it's packaged, but maybe your uh, packaging manufacturer can package it in such a way that it might uh, uh, reduce it in size uh, so it'll be less expensive uh, to ship. Um, there might be some savings there, Simon. But a lot of the times, if you put time and money into the packaging uh, you can get you you can increase your price uh not significantly uh, sometimes significantly but um you should be able to make up for it uh, i'm not sure i think uh, it, i think he's just put um he's using thinking of using a neat paper sleeve and card hang tagged inside instead of cotton this uses much less material and massively reduces volume and space which is another obviously option for you as well so that could be a solution of not having to have a carton so yeah that could work okay all right um let's see next one is from neil uh supplier printed our packaging in the wrong colors is it okay to use the correct colors in our images even though it will look different than what they will receive the second order will be proper colors i would say the images need to reflect the, what they get, what the customer's going to get, because they're buying into that particular product, that packaging in that color. If it comes with a different color, then they, you're going to get returns. Well, that's not what I ordered. Um, so um, I would definitely um, change your images to reflect what the current packaging is in the wrong colors. And that's very unfortunate, actually. Um, but until the second order comes back. Yeah. So, Neil, the other thing, too, is um, I generally use a spec card. So I get my graphic artist to come up and they give me the exact colors that are for the brand. And whenever I'm getting anything printed up, they get that. So they get our logo, they get uh, the spec card, and then it's on them if they print it on wrong. So I'm not sure if you can go back to the manufacturer and um, get them to rerun it. Um, I'm not sure how expensive it is, 
but uh, you might want to consider that because it is important if it's not in your colors. Um, anyways, or you might be able to um, sell this, sell your products, um, not on Amazon. I mean, maybe there's another way of getting around it. But again, the, the brand is so important. The packaging so important. Um, if the supplier messed up, then maybe you can go back. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was in I, I was in the thought that it already been produced and already shipped and stuff. So but if they haven't and there's you're still you're still able to um, re recolor it, then definitely put it back into your brand colors like you've mentioned. Um, it won't reflect your brand very well if you're using the wrong colors. Right. All right. He says the uh, the packaging still looks nice, but it's just not our brand colors that we want ah. to use. So, OK. Uh, all right. Um, from Lakesh, uh, comments. One thing I have always recommended to my clients who source their products from India, that great packaging just costs pennies, but that brings a few dollars more to improve the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you want great packaging, it will cost you. Um, and you, you need to reflect that into your cost as well and budget, budget that into what you're, you're putting on outlaying for your products. And by the way, uh, anybody who's listening, Lakesh is the gentleman I was talking about who had that incredible Indian sourcing tour um, that hopefully we're going to be able to go on in the next few months. Uh, so anyways, that's the one that I was talking about uh, where uh, you can go travel to India, uh, meet up with a bunch of suppliers. And uh, I think uh, it, it, with hotels and airfare for a thousand bucks. So uh, uh Anyways, uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, Lakesh is the person that you can contact about that, and uh, it's pretty cool. So I don't know, Kitty, to go to India, to go meet with all these suppliers, to have your hotels all paid for a thousand bucks. I have considered it, but the timings just don't work for me. But I would have <laughs> definitely jumped on the bandwagon when I saw that from Lakesh, actually. But I'm yeah. going to meet Lakesh when he comes to the UK um, end of this month, so... So well, we'll see him on the on the cruise next year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, from MM, uh, do you suggest working with packaging suppliers overseas or in Canada or U the USA? I would suggest working with a packaging supplier that can do your packaging. It doesn't really matter where they are based, to be honest. Um, packaging designs can be all around the world. You can find them from 99designs, people per hour, freelance that's global. And yeah, um, packaging suppliers are everywhere to be honest yeah. so whatever works with your budget as well if you can work sort of locally then absolutely work you know where, where you live but if, if it's cheaper and that works better and your products being produced out in the far east for example then i would go for a, a supplier out there i usually will uh, uh, suggest to my clients that uh, especially if you are doing it overseas that instead of doing 500 units or a thousand units look at 2500 or 5000 units because it, it the price drops so dramatically that it's worth just uh, paying a little bit extra for it. Uh, the other thing is in North America right now, um, there are some incredibly sophisticated digital printing uh, companies out there that, especially with Corrugate, uh, I've got um, one company called Central, Central Graphics, that have paid a ton of money for this uh, new uh, machine that's networked around the world, but it'll allow you to do um, small run prints with copy changes. So I've got, I've got over a hundred different soap scents, but let's say I'm running 25 
different types of boxes. And they can actually uh, put on the different ingredients, the different soap scent uh, on very small runs. And then on my bigger selling uh, soaps, they can make a much larger uh, run on it, all in one uh, at one time. So yeah. it's really cool. This is some of the stuff that is being uh, is starting to be available in uh, North America. And I know that their network, like in Italy, and they've got a couple of other places in Europe and in Asia, all these types of machines talk to each other. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Simon, I made a product for a big car brand. The logo color was slightly off spec. They made me change the lot. Me and a team were in the warehouse for days, reworking thousands of units. Still my customer today. Yeah. Ah. Right. yeah, especially big car brands. Yeah, you have to get that color right. The color palette is important. So, you know, they have a set palette and that's it. If it's slightly off, then, you know, you should just refuse the whole lot. So, yeah. All right. And our last comment uh, from Simon, uh, I have 100% stopped using single-use plastics or laminated cards, only using natural materials, adds value to my eco-brand story as well. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's all going that way. You know, I, went, I was in a show in Paris in November, and it was all about talking about eco-friendly, sustainable materials as well. And there's so much that's, that's going to be out there, you know, in the next year, couple of years. So, yeah. You know, we had this um, knife company that uh, sent us over a couple of knives to do a review on. And uh, they had a ceramic blade and it looked like a plastic uh, handle, but it was all recycled, um, not wheatgrass. It oh. was, it, it, but it was recycled vegetables or, yeah. or, or straw. And I couldn't believe it, but there is, you have to make sure that when you ha do something like that, that you make sure that you have it somewhere on the box, especially on the listing, that it is recycled, that because it does look like it's a plastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was this particular material, I think it must have been about 15 years ago. Um, I was one of my suppliers show, showed me this new material for making you know, shopping carriers, carry bags, instead of plas um, plastic or paper bags. It was made from stone. It was ground from stone, stone, stone paper. I loved it. I wanted oh. to use this for, for Ted Baker, actually, who I was working for. And I got them to make um, the, the, the samples and everything up for me. But there was no way of recycling this particular stone paper. It's ground stone, and they make it. I, it was amazing. It was like 15 years ago. It's like way ahead of its time. And there's no way of recycling it. So I thought, well, I can't really, you know, use it because I need to make sure that I can recycle and do everything I can for the environment. But it was amazing. Um, oh. It just felt like paper. It was just, just you know, really unique and different. So. Kevin, uh, Kevin King is is working with. Uh, he's partnered with this company, who uh, does packaging as well as different types of products, and they make it out of plastics, out of the ocean. Yeah. So it not only does that, but here's the catch: it dissolves. Yes. It under hot water. Yeah, I've you got that it, actually. The seaweed packaging. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was really cool. So it is a plastic, but it's a biodegradable and it's recycled from the ocean, which I think is great. Yeah. 
there's just so many new materials out there there's people using algae you know hemp you know, yeah. you know straws different types of things to sort of create sustainable um fabrics i went to a, a, a fabric show actually and they they were i think it was salmon skin for, for salmon salmon skin leather so it's oh. a different type of leather and it was just so many different types of materials that you could think of I thought, well it's amazing that you know um people are going that extreme um but i think you know that's bit more unique for your product or your brand but you know if if, if you can spend that extra um for your product then i would definitely do it <laughs> right so i think that's it we have a ton of boy there was a lot of people talking back and forth today um <clears throat> anyway kitty how can people get a hold of you they can get hold of me on my instagram actually um it's me brand design so you can you, there's all the links in there actually um my personal instagram is kitty live brand um and that's you can just get fruit hold of me there i've got all my links and just message me there that's easiest okay very good all right so this is your last chance if you want to get in on the giveaway today which is 30 minutes with kitty um then hashtag wheel of kelsey tag two people and we'll get you a second entry uh and you got about 30 seconds before we spin the wheel all right kelsey uh, let's go to a sponsor and then over to the wheel. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Jeff Schick Legal. Amazon suspensions are very real. But how do sellers like us protect ourselves against these costly suspensions without spending thousands of dollars? For a very low monthly retainer of just $89, get full access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. Mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So, Kels, the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. Here we go. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. Thank you everyone oh, for entering nice. today's wheel of kelsey i'm gonna shuffle these up and let's see who today's winner is we do this every podcast monday wednesday and friday so come back live to enter again and it looks like jason, jason. congrats jason jason from facebook <laughs> all right so please email me k at lunchwithnorn.com and we'll connect you with kitty uh, for your prize congratulations okay so kitty Thank you for coming on. It was great talking to you again. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here.